Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. I'm holding on to this self-care with every ounce of me. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. A lot of these conversations are pretty private and these women are courageous and vulnerable and transparent and that alone shows us that we're not alone in our struggle. This week, we're going to be revisiting Joanna's episode on wellness. We sit down and talk about her career as a life coach, wellness coach, and we chat about her career shift, finding purpose, and living her best life. I hope you guys enjoy this rebroadcast. This week's guest is Joanna of Wandering Wellness. I met Joanna, we were out and about in D.C. She had on sparkly shoes and my daughter had on sparkly shoes. And Joanna just took to Charlie and Charlie took to her because of their love for glitter. And it was kind of a wrap after that. On this week's episode, we're talking about boldness and bravery when it comes to finding your career path and maybe even diving into entrepreneurship. What's unique about Joanna's story is that she walked away from lots and lots of dollars to follow her passion and find her center. Money can't always make us happy, and sometimes we really have to follow our heart and go for what we want in life. I think this episode is going to touch a lot of people, no matter their background, because when it comes to diving into to entrepreneurship or trying to find your way in your career or just tapping into that boldness. This episode speaks to all of that. This is Joanna's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today, Joanna. I'm so happy to be here. So I wanted to have you on the show because, of course, we're friends, but also I really admire what you're building with Mm. your business, Wandering Wellness. It's phenomenal. So for those listeners who don't know who you are, share a little bit about yourself and your journey to Wandering Wellness. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and keep it short because it's like so many wonderful twists oh, we're gonna and turns. Di- we're going to okay, we'll dive, dive in. in. Yeah. So I'm going to give the elevator pitch. Um, I wanted something more. I was looking for more. I got success, a lot of financial success early in my career that was really self-built uh, through the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And the weird part was for a long time, I liked it. I think we'll dive into this a little bit. So it was really nice to have a couple things happen that gave me some perspective. And I just realized, you know, this I, I needed sort of something deeper. I needed something more than just feel, feeling proud of my paycheck. Right. Which, you know, that emptiness that comes with that is so, it's so hard to explain because a lot of people are like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, hug your money all the way mm-hmm. home. Like, that's actually a really lovely thing to have. And I know, you know, it can be super beneficial in some regards, mm-hmm. but it was so wonderful to have that and feel empty and to feel like I need to build something that is about healing as the main thrust and also about a journey of finding out who I am and how I can heal myself Mm -hmm. and through that heal other women. And so it's just become, so Wandering Wellness today is, 
it's sort of like taken a life of its own. It's two years old, right? It's two years old. Yeah, yeah. just turned two. His <laughs> birthday was in May, so it's a Taurus. Awesome. Um, but, <laughs> but it's really, it's evolved into this thing where I want to help people feel good. And I want to help people learn how to find balance in their lives. Right. And it's taken so many different sort of definitions of that or ways to look at that. Like sometimes it shows up in meditations I'm leading at a company mm-hmm. or one-on-one work and coaching and consulting, which I love doing, or these women's circles that have gotten really big and mm-hmm. are like the best part of my month because, oh my God, they just fill me up so much. They're awesome. Um, thank you. So it's just been this way of really facilitating healing and balance in the middle of a really busy modern life. Right. Let's rewind. Yeah. There's so <laughs> corporate world, right? You're making yeah. all this money, kicking yeah. ass, yeah. just really being a boss. Yeah, totally. When did you start feeling empty? That's a really good question. It was actually when I was planning my wedding and that really wasn't the empty, but that was the like crazy stress Mm -hmm. like this is spinning out of control Mm -hmm. and it was interesting too because the company I worked with it wasn't something I was truly passionate about I graduated from college during the like major financial crisis it was like just find a job wherever the heck you can (laughs) right whatever you're doing and I was like basically a glorified assistant but kind of worked my way up Mm -hmm. but so at that point I'd sort of like made a name for myself in this company that I was like okay this is cool but the content isn't totally my passion. I was just good at achieving. Mm. So I think inherently in that, there was always something in the back of my mind. Like, it's really fun to get pats on the back. And I've always been that sort of achiever personality ever since I was a kid, like really competitive and really always trying to take a million like extra classes. And I double majored (laughs) in college, which now looking back, like don't double major in college. If you're in college (laughs) listening to this right now, like enjoy yourself. Just major in one thing or like whatever you're doing. Don't kill yourself. Don't try and like. So anyway, there are two major things that happened Mm -hmm. that gave me perspective. One was the wedding when I was sort of like, I am so stressed out planning this and this is supposed to be a happy event. Mm -hmm. And I was traveling almost every week for my company, like literally Monday to Thursday. And it wasn't that consulting thing where you're like, oh, you're in like Austin for three months and you leave on Monday morning and come back Thursday. It was like Monday afternoon, I'd be in Texas. Tuesday morning, I'd be in Maine. Sometimes Wednesday, I'd be in like Ohio or whatever. And it was, I mean, it was wonderful at times and it was so bad at times. Like, did it give you a thrill ever? Like, oh. I'm just kind of jet setting. I have all it these. did. Okay. Yeah. And and I have to say sometimes <laughs> sometimes I would like yelp and prep more for where I was going, mm-hmm. like where I would eat and where I would practice yoga <laughs> and what like hipster coffee shop I could find. Right. Then my meeting, which was really funny. That was like at the end it got bad. But I did love the exploring part of it, like the adventuring part mm-hmm. of it. So I think that's why I sustained it so long because I worked there for over six years. Oh um, wow. I, I didn't know. know it was that long. It was it was right out of college and it was the only thing I ever kind of did. And so it was, you know, this wedding thing, it was like something's wrong and I couldn't quite put my finger on it and I started to just blame the wedding planning process because it got a little out of hand and I'll never forget like the venue we got married at was beautiful but we it came with like tablecloths and like a lot like that was part of the price of what we paid for and like there was at one point the florist we were working with was trying to have us rent (laughs) tablecloths for like an extra 
eleven hundred dollars or something ridiculous <laughs> like no, renting for we, three hours. No, we've we have tablecloths. Oh and the color was haystack latte and he was just like, We have to get these haystack latte tablecloths and I'll like never forget it and I was just having a panic attack like this is <laughs> not my life. To. Right, right. No <laughs> What am I doing? Right. So I think I blamed the wedding part a lot and there were easy things like that to blame, which is so funny to think about now. But <clears throat> it was like just this feeling of my life is sort of barreling away from me. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm centered and I don't feel like my true self is lined up with my outer self. Right. So that was kind of one major event. And that was a couple years before I quit, I have to say. Like oh, that wow. was because we so got married you, in 2013. Yeah. And I quit yeah. in 2015. So that wasn't the breaking point. Wasn't it was the just breaking kind of point. like yeah. tiptoeing into it. Exactly. That was that was the point that made me think about like what's going on in my life right mm-hmm. now? I sort of needed to reevaluate. Yeah. The big moment though was my dad had a stroke actually at the end of 2013 so that was a couple it wasn't that many months later now come to think about it dates are so funny time just feels like so different yeah it's not god it's not linear at all (laughs) but he had a stroke and it was so unexpected and so out of nowhere and so this was really this moment is like crystallized in my memory forever where He has a stroke. We were actually going to a dinner to meet him over near Rockville. Oh, okay. So he was at Shady Grove. Uh And so Taylor and I were late, and we're in the car, and I get the call. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So we rushed to the Shady Grove Hospital. And my phone was still on because I had been, I was still doing the crazy corporate job. I was expecting a lot of important emails. Right. We get to his bedside and that night we thought he was a goner. Like the way wow. the doctors were explaining it, they were like, the bleed is really bad. Like you might want to say your goodbyes. It was really, really scary. So I'm standing over his hospital bed, seeing my dad, who doesn't even look like himself, because he's, like, such a patriarch of our family, too. And he's been a doctor for, like, a million years. And he he was the healer. So to see him in a hospital bed looking so diminished is just – it's a really hard – it's a hard thing for anyone, but it was just so hard. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my phone buzzes because it was on accidentally. I get an email. Uh, Turns out I'd gotten the last contract that would cross me over making a million dollars for my company that year. Wow. Which was obviously a big deal, a goal I'd been working towards for a long, long time. Right. And then all these emails were, like, coming in, like, the CEO of the company, like, oh, my God, Joanna, you're so awesome. And I'm just looking at my phone and looking at my dad and just everything flipped on its head. This thing I'd been working for was total shit. Yeah. I didn't care about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'd been sacrificing a lot of my relationships with my family, but also with myself and with, I mean, whether you want to say God or source or the universe, I wasn't being honest to what my life was supposed to be dedicated to. Right. That was the beginning of the end for sure. Um, and it was so nice because the company was really flexible. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I visited in the, ho- in the hospital. He was in the hospital for many months. He's home now. He's, you know, still recovering and not back to where he was. But the fact that he's still around is really, really great. Yeah. But, um, even though every day he's like, how much do you make now with wandering wellness? <laughs> he's like, what the hell? <laughs> Go back to the corporate world. <laughs> so, so we love him. That is really, really powerful. Yeah. Because it took kind of a a life-threatening it definitely took a life-threatening event to shift your way of thinking totally so after that when did you decide I need to put in my notice I need to focus on not only my family but myself how did you get to that point without being scared because you're making what six figures at this place And you literally are going to walk away from that. Totally. And and that's such a good question. So it was he had a stroke in September and then the, the fall was such a blur. And it was it was like around the new year. It was around the turn of the year. We're coming to 2014 at that point or sorry, 20. I guess it was. 
yeah, was it 2014? I don't know. Time's all blurring, but right. it was a couple months later. Right. And I realized all of a sudden that this was this was the clearest hit of it, that I was wasting my time. Mm. And it wasn't like I felt like I was going to die soon or something, but just being that close to someone that you care about facing death and like looking in the eye you just realize our life is so precious and we actually don't have a lot of time. Even if we live for 100 or 120 years, that's not a lot of time. It goes by fast. And yeah. so this this feeling of wasting my time, and it's hard to explain, Alex, but there was no looking back. Once I sort of made up my mind yeah. of, and let's rewind a little bit. Like I had been filling some of those emptiness gaps with, this wasn't out of the blue. Right. Like I had always been that friend that everybody came to for advice. Mm-hmm. And it would be funny because sometimes it'd be like, what's that recipe you made? Or like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm having relationship issues. Or Joanna, you're so good at helping me like talk to my mom. With yeah. One, you know? Yeah. And so I would always be that person for my friends and even for my family at times. So I started taking classes online. I got certified through uh, plant-based nutrition, through Cornell, through online classes. Mm-hmm. I did some health coaching courses and wellness coaching and all that stuff. So I had been sort of just like learning that on the yeah. side yeah. just because I liked it, not because I like had these big plans of right. leaving. That's normally how it works. Isn't it funny? <laughs> and then, you know, the universe is like, ha, 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 yeah. guess what? Bait and switch. Got like, you. Gotcha. <laughs> You're supposed to do this full time. Right. And so after all that aligned and I actually, it was like magic how it all just fell into place and walking away was easy. Like I still remember sitting in the office of this woman at the company who I really admired mm-hmm. and they came at me with a counter offer. Like don't Yeah. Go. They were so cute. Where like I actually, I had to like look at the number twice because it was a guarantee of what I would make each year if I stayed for three years and I basically just had to be alive. <laughs> like I didn't have to hit any goals, wow. which it was huge. And, but it was kind of like, oh my God, I'm so flattered. You guys really care about me. And I'm so certain that I can walk away from this. Wow. And I coach a lot of women today who are trying to go through career changes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like, I think those few years of questioning and not liking the job or feeling that something's wrong, I actually think those have to sort of build up a little bit yeah. till you create this critical mass. Yeah. Of, you know, I don't want you hating your life every single day when you go to course, work, but course. there has to be this like inner gumption where you're like, you can you can look your dad in the eye, you can look your grandpa or whoever the person is for you that's like, wait a minute, you need to be responsible and mm-hmm. I'm worried about you. And you can say, this is my life. I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to do this. Yeah. And that you kind of have that belief in you that is bigger than all the doubt. Because yeah. there's still doubts. Like, I still have doubts all the time. And people ask me, like, oh, my gosh, Joanna, what you're doing is so amazing. And I'm, like, so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all are going to have those doubts. It's just this, this like, I'll never forget this guy who was married to a woman at the company who couldn't believe I was leaving, too. Because he's like, you're a rising star. Like, you're on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And he's, he phrased it like this. He's like, how did you get the moxie to walk away from all that? Wow. And he said it actually pretty condescendingly, I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. But I loved it because I was like, that is the word. I grew this moxie mm-hmm. that like you couldn't F with because I was so sure of it. Yeah. And that is just, that's something that when you know, you know. Yeah. And it's hard to explain, but with the women I coach, it's like many of them are building that, but they're like, oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I know there's going to be that moment where where there's there's no looking back. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. So you leave your job, then wandering wellness 
is it born right away or did you do brainstorming or how did how did wandering wellness come about such a good question so it was after i had given my notice and then i i stayed on for a couple more months which i don't really recommend (laughs) if you don't leave leave it was painful for the last i mean i was trying to do it to be nice to like close out all the things i was working on but the nice part about that was i got to sort of brainstorm what do i want to do and what are we going to call this thing and i was actually in the atlanta airport with and talking to a friend of mine who was at business school had since left the company we had met there. We were trying to brainstorm names and that's where it came from. Us just like spitballing back and forth. And I was like, oh my God, I've been a wanderer. Like I've been wandering through, I've been to 46 states. I've been, you know, and I love this idea of bringing wellness to the journey, like wherever your wanders take you. And I what, love that. Oh, I didn't know you. that. Yeah. And we've never talked about this have, have before. We not? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so interesting, Al, because I, first of all, I'm someone who gets lost really easily, <laughs> like on the road. Same. <laughs> I'm a good driver, but like I sometimes cannot find my way out of a paper bag. It's so bad. It's so embarrassing. And so at first it's like, ooh, is this sort of counterintuitive? But I think beyond the actual directional piece, Mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, I grew up really being an achiever ever since I was a kid. I don't know if it's having an immigrant father Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, my dad's from Iran. It's like this push of, okay, you have to like prove yourself and you have to be successful and build something because all these people behind me made sacrifices to get me here. So I have to like honor them through my own work. And I think that was something that was really innate. Mm -hmm. Like I I think I was just born with that ancestral guilt (laughs) of achievement maybe. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But there's something about that achieving. And so when I started to play with this idea of wandering, and it really came with the name. I realized, oh my God, I've spent my whole life going from point A to point B, chasing it so hard mm-hmm. when point B wasn't even what I really wanted. And sometimes I think you don't know what you want. Like we don't even really know who we are. Yeah. I still don't know who I am. And I think this the idea of wandering, like whatever it looks like for you, and I think it looks like a lot of self-care, which yeah. we can talk about too, but yeah. is is it's about it's not about being lost. It's about purposefully like discovering the path and the magic like when you wander you see a flower over there and you're gonna like go smell it and there's this beautiful tree over on this side and you might follow like a dragonfly down this other path and there was a surprise pond that you never knew was there right like there's this whole this build of just like discovering the mystery of life mm-hmm. and it's not about point a to point b because sometimes you miss the best parts yeah you know yeah absolutely that was that was a word i love that <laughs> do you have a to-do list that never seems to end maybe it's running from a flight straight to a meeting or still having to cook dinner for yourself well now beta brands dress pant yoga pants are perfect for the office home and anywhere your day takes you beta brand has the perfect pants to match choose from the dozens of colors patterns cuts and styles like the boot cut straight leg skinny cropped and more they even have a pair with eight yes eight pockets. And now they also offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash heygirl. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash heygirl. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand.com slash heygirl for 20% off. I'm super happy that you've tuned into the podcast. Whether you're new here or a seasoned supporter, I want to stay connected. 
You can find me on the gram at Alex underscore L. And if you want something new to read, my new book, Neon Soul, is in stores now. In the meantime, make sure you rate and review on iTunes. And if you love the show, make sure you share with a friend. So how did Taylor feel, your partner? How did he feel? Good question. So he had been dealing with emotional Joanna for the last (laughs) couple of months. Wonderful during my dad's stroke. I mean, he was so amazing. But like the whole trying to get back into into work thing. And this sounds so gross, but like this is the image. Uh, It was literally I felt like I was cheese grating my soul at the end. Like I know that sounds so gross, but like that's what it felt like. Right. And and that's kind of how you know that you're like grinding against something that is so not you. Yeah. Even if you're good at it, right? Like, that's the hard part because people will trick you in. Like, oh, you're good at this, so you must love it. Yeah. Right? And, like, here's a bonus. So, yeah. like, distraction, distraction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it's, not it's always not, the case. It's not. And so he had seen me like that. And even my mom had seen me like that for a while. Mm-hmm. And and so he was unbelievably supportive, Al. Like, I – So wonderful. He is so freaking great. And it was so nice because – that support means a whole hell of a lot. And and he was kind of like, you know, I had tried to save my money, too. I wasn't spending. I mean, of course, I was spending some of it. But right. I was trying to, you know, be like, OK, let me. And maybe it was all unconsciously. I wanted this little nest egg for when I quit, which is kind of nice. Of right. Course. But yeah. he knew and he was kind of like, we'll make this work. We'll make it work however we can. And it was interesting because at that time I was making a lot more money than him. Mm-hmm. And he was working his way up through his career. Mm-hmm. and But it kind of was like, oh, my gosh, like we're just going to be dipping into all Joanna's savings for a little while. And two months later, he got like a big unexpected promotion. Look at that. You know, and it was it was so out of nowhere, like literally the job that he wanted had just been filled by someone. And that guy unexpectedly left. That's, so, you know, it was so wild. That's how the universe works. But I have to say sometimes I do feel like a little guilty when I'm like, oh, I had this partner and we were married and oh, I happened to have this money that I had made and put away. And there are times when I'm like, oh gosh, you know, did I have this really like leg up because of that over Mm -hmm. other people that are trying to be brave and bold and do the same thing? Mm -hmm. And the answer is maybe yes, right? Like let's honor that. We all have that level of privilege to an extent. I mean, I had it when I quit my job. I didn't just... That was five years ago now, but I didn't just walk away. I had my, I had like fifteen thousand right, dollars saved. Exactly, and I, like, you had your little you know, pot. I had my little pot, and I know that there are people out there who could never, you know, imagine having that much money right. saved and being able to to walk away from a job. Totally. So I definitely acknowledge my privilege in that regard. But it's like, how do we? I want to talk to you about this too. Let's just take a detour real quick. Like, how do we teach boldness? Yeah. And bravery yeah. in career. Totally. While also making it feel like it's accessible. Like, mm. what do you tell your clients who mm. may be single, may be living paycheck to yeah. paycheck, yeah. may be uncertain what to do and where to go? How do you make their boldness feel like you too can have that? Oh, it's such a good question. And I think I think you build it. I think you build the boldness. Just like any muscle or anything you're trying. It's so interesting. So there's a, um, there's a meditation teaching that's basically like... It talks about how compassion sometimes we think oh this person's either compassionate or she's not mm. and actually in this form of meditation meta compassion is a training mm-hmm. so everybody has a certain amount of compassion but you can also teach it and create more than what you happen to be naturally born with and i love that concept because 
it's not like this is just how you are and you're stuck with it. Right. You get to you get to build it. Like mm-hmm. you get to build your pot of compassion. So I think you build this critical mass of boldness as well. And and you know, it starts with this is what I tell a lot of my clients when they're like, I hate my job, but I'm scared and I don't know what right. I want to do. That fear is real. That fear is so real. And it's like, okay, if you hate your job, stop doing A plus at your job. Mm. I don't want you to get fired, but right. like can you do B or B minus and focus on the things that do light you up? Mm. And sometimes that just means finding something totally different, totally different hobby that's going to bring you joy. Maybe it's taking a dance class once a week that you never ordinarily go to because mm-hmm. you always work late on Wednesday nights. And it's like, okay, maybe you stop working late on Wednesday nights because you don't care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get it with like, you know, you're going to accomplish your work at maybe a B or B minus, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do A plus work when you hate your job. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but it gives it my, makes sense. Yeah, it gives people a lot of that aha moment of, oh my God, wait a minute, I don't care about this. And yet it's all I'm thinking about. I'm constantly on my phone a lot. So I think that's one. And the other is to just put up really good work boundaries. Mm, that word. Is yeah. boundaries has been the word of the year? Oh, it's so important! Oh my god, <laughs> it's a hard word. It's a hard word for me. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, I'm still working on it. Yeah, and I think we all work on it. You yeah. know, and and boundaries can move in good ways and bad. But when you hate your job, you have to put up boundaries about you know, do not check your work email every five seconds when you're not at work. <laughs> do not check it on the weekends. Right. right? Disconnect. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some space. Mm-hmm. And I just think that act in and of itself starts to build up some boldness. Yeah. And And then, you know, a lot of times people are like, I want to quit, but I don't know what I want to do. Right. And you have to get creative in discovering yourself through different classes, through different events, through Mm. music, through whatever. A lot of times it's fun to connect to what you did when you were a kid, too. Like, what were those things? You know, I used to love working with my hands and painting and making clay. And so anytime I'm in art or like in an art museum or Mm. anything with art, I go back to that place that's like, oh, like there's something so much bigger and more. And I don't make art in sort of like a technical way right, right now. But right. I think there's something when you scratch that like childhood memory. And that playfulness. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So important is the play. But I think you start to sort of build that and it coalesces eventually so that when you have a better clue of what you are supposed to do instead and when you're smart about saving your money. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, that's too. A, I would not recommend to anyone to just quit their job on the spot, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just because you don't want to be there anymore. Exactly. I don't think that's smart because specifically as women, um, I feel like it's very important that we have a little cushion. Totally. Whether it's, you know, $1,000 or $5,000, a little cushion is important. Financial freedom for women, I feel like it's extremely important. Absolutely. And, you know, I've had people ask me, so you just quit on the spot? Yeah, I quit on the I quit on the spot after like five years, you know, um, <laughs> of building, of building to that point, of building. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think they're like, like I, so if you know, you want it bad enough, you're going to make it work. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier, like, yeah, I was married at the time. It was great. At that time, my husband wasn't making as much money as me or, or not even like that, that much. Cause he was building his career too. And at the time we were living in like a pretty nice apartment. It wasn't like a penthouse, but you know, it was really a lovely part of town. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, it's wonderful to have him and to have mm. this place, but I would have lived in a closet. Like, I would have moved back home to live with my parents. I would have, really? yeah, like, I would have figured, if I wasn't married, I would have mm-hmm. figured it out. That's how bad I wanted it. And I think 
that's really wonderful to play with too because then you start realizing like, oh, I don't need to buy those shoes right now because I'm going to put this in my freedom fund and I don't need to, you know, Mm -hmm. like I love getting fancy lattes here and there and it's like $6 lattes like every other day. That's a lot of money going by fast. So Mm -hmm. you start to, so instead of, to me, I hate the word budget. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so bad with that (laughs) word. Taylor always wants us to budget for Theo, our puppy, because I'm just like ridiculous with getting him stuff. But (laughs) it actually is terrible. We should probably budget for him. <laughs> but I hate that word. There's just something about it that feels really constricted. Yeah. And so instead, I'm much more think about, ooh, instead of budgeting, what am I saving for? Mm. Like budget feels like straight jacket, like, oh, scarcity. Restriction totally. And, free- yeah. and what am I saving for feels like freedom, adventure, purpose, mm. destiny. So whatever that is for, you know, folks listening, it's kind of like, oh, that, that will make me prioritize my spending. That will make me. And we spend money in really dumb ways. Oh, yeah. Right? Like any last minute gifts I was getting for people and when I felt bad, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know a baby shower or this mm-hmm, or that, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd feel like I had to spend a lot of money to make up for it. And wow. I started realizing, like, I, you know, I, of course, want to give people heartfelt things, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's going to be handmade or sometimes it's going to be, like, a really beautiful card or something that I paint or something. You know, I think your family and friends will understand if you really want to start changing the way you save for this freedom. Mm-hmm. But you have to be really honest with yourself and not, like, be the cheapo on everybody's <laughs> birthday and then buy yourself, like, you know, $200. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. That's hilarious. But no, I love Freedom Fund. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And Kate Northrup. Kate Northrup is a woman wrote amazing book on money freedom. I just read it recently and I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's like $10 on Amazon oh, or something. Oh, wonderful, so wonderful. Check it out. Yay. Yeah. So next I want to ask you, what does your self-care look like? Oh. It has changed a lot, even in the last year. Mm -hmm. So I have become really passionate about this type of yoga called kundalini yoga. I know. Oh, yeah, you've been with me while I've been... (laughs) And even at one of our last sessions, we we did a little chanting, which was fun. It was fun. Um, So that has been... Yoga and meditation, for me, have been the biggest anchor throughout all this transition. It's really fun because it started out as like in college, I was really into Bikram and I was like sweated out. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even like Shavasana. I would roll my mat up and like run away, <laughs> which is so funny because now I teach like, you know, to lay there for 30 minutes oh my and God. not move. Absolutely. <laughs> just lay there, and be guided meditation. Yeah. 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 But that's why it's so great because I can empathize with like the most stressed out yeah, people because sure. I've lived it. Yeah. And so today, today my self-care really looks like prioritizing my meditation and my yoga practice no matter what Mm -hmm. and when I don't I am a crazy biatch like (laughs) I'm I swear I'm emotional I'm a drama queen that's where I tend and it's really funny because I think that there's so much pressure on the planet right now and in the world and you know I mean we won't even talk about politics and all that but let's not there let's let's not do that maybe (laughs) no let's forget that part but there's so much pressure that we have to find those things and for me it's just it's wonderful examples the times when I don't do my practice, I don't usually have as good of a day. Yeah. And so when that comes true, I'm like, yes, I will wake my butt up at sometimes 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if that's crazy to people, like 6 or 7. And even if it's like 9 minutes, of 3 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, I have to have that anchor. So that's what it looks like. 
this is going to sound really funny, but my self-care lately has looked like watching more TV. Really? I know that sounds so weird. Because the achiever in me never wants to let myself relax. Mm. Even though I work with people on that all the time, I'm like, okay, well, how can I work with more people? How can I write more blogs? How can I have more amazing women's events in D.C. or, or elsewhere? And that's great. But I have to do the balance and yeah. this often gets into the balance between masculine and feminine energies mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i'm Leah, like you yeah we got a lot of masculine energy we do we're, we're fiery vicious mm-hmm. and fiery and that's wonderful and can help us a lot but i know in me like that can just get so away from me and yeah. fire can burn me out mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to play these days with like luxuriating a little bit more in a bit of laziness even mm-hmm. and i like that yeah and so for me watching tv was always this thing of like i would i never have time to do that <laughs> i never could just like let myself watch girls or broad city or all these like amazing really funny shows or the right. get down or oh my god there's right. so much good tv on right right and so i've started to just play with watching a little bit of tv mm-hmm. that fills me up yeah. and for some people, one of my best friends loves watching like Real Housewives. And it's so funny to me because she's this brilliant writer and she's like <laughs> so intelligent and intellectual and like elevated. And yet her favorite thing to do is to watch some watch those version crazy of those women. crazy women. But I'm kind of like, you know what? If that makes you happy and that's your balance place, do great. It. Yeah. And then the third thing, self-care really looks like more time in nature. And I know everybody says that and they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like I work at a cubicle all day long. Stop talking about time in nature. Yeah. But there, like, right now there are flowers everywhere. Like the trees, there is a thing in sort of a lot of ancient traditions and cultures called tree medicine mm. or like nature bathing is a Japanese term that's escaping me right now. Or forest bathing mm. where you literally go into the forest and you get washed in all this energy. And it's because we're so up in the air and Wi-Fi and technology, we're mm-hmm. not rooted. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we can be around something in nature that helps us to root down, especially for me, mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble grounding. And so I whenever, you know, whenever I meet with clients, that's the first thing we do the first couple of minutes. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. We we ground, mm-hmm. we meditate, we anchor and And it's really uncomfortable, guys. It's but, hard. But, but you get there. I've you, had a yeah. session with Joanna yeah. and it's it's hard, but when you get there, you're you're there like and you're in it yeah yeah oh i love that you say that and you're so right because it's like that anchoring brings us back from like crazy run around town personality into like whoosh like true self yeah centered yeah real talk what do we need to talk about like what's the truth of the truth the core of the core and so you know with my little puppy it's been it's so annoying at times. Yes, we walked all the damn time, you know. But it's been so great, too, because it's forcing me to get out, to get my butt outside. Mm-hmm. Even for little, like, 10-minute walks. Like, right before I came here with to record with you, we walked around. And I saw one of the most beautiful poppies I have ever seen in my life. I like, love poppy flowers. Oh, my God. And they just – it's like this explosion of beauty. And yeah. it reminds you – even if you had a bad night or bad morning or whatever, like there's still so much beauty in the world. Yeah. And and the plants, I really believe like the nature and the world around us is trying to help us. Yeah. And we have to remember that and kind of pay attention to it and honor yeah. the energy of that because yeah. it's really, really healing. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I like that you mentioned things that are attainable. Yeah. Um, I've been having these conversations with uh, different platforms. Like I had a call with Huffington Post oh, the yeah, other yeah. day and I had a talk with the Washingtonian the other day and it's all about self-care, right? But 
the thing is, people are wondering, is self-care trendy now? Mm. And is self-care expensive? Mm. So I love being asked those questions because it gives me the wherewithal to be like, no self-care shouldn't be expensive. And just because social media says self-care looks like a pretty picture Mm. and your new shoes or your perfect latte, that does not mean that has to be your self-care. I love that you mentioned yoga and meditation. That's accessible. YouTube has free meditation videos, yoga videos. I love that you mentioned going outside and getting moving. Mm -hmm. That is a form of Mm self-care. Getting outside, being around the trees and the oxygen, like that is a form Mm -hmm. of self-care. So I'm really glad you mentioned that because right now, Self-care is everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like big companies and corporations are trying to put it in their advertising, but that's more for consumerism, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what does your self-care look like? If you had zero dollars, what would your self-care look like? And I'm really happy that you rattled those off because that's wonderful. And I think a lot of people need to hear that, specifically women, because we sometimes don't know, right? We don't know where to find our self-care. Is it in that new pair of shoes? Is it in that latte? Do I need to pay $20 every day to go to a, a yoga class you know what i mean yeah. it gets expensive it does. while oh treating God, yourself fine like that's fine yeah. every now and then but that doesn't have to define mm. the, your self-care practice so i really love that she said those things i totally agree and i think this whole question of is it trending now it is is <sighs> the most terrible question ever because i mean yes maybe the phrase is trending now right, right. but no, that's what i mean yeah, yeah but the like hashtag right and mm-hmm. I, I can get that people can get caught up in that but we used to know how to heal ourselves right like villages and healers and wellness i mean people wellness was just something you did every single damn day like yeah. people got up and meditated or they got up and chanted or they got up and, and prayed or they or prayed yeah. exactly yeah. they prayed they and you know, so it's really funny because sometimes people think like, oh, you must be so lucky to make time in your day to do that. And it's mm, kind of like, yeah, yeah. wait a minute, this actually used to be as a thing, a, as much as brushing your teeth is today. Yeah. Like you would not leave without brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, drinking water, yeah. going pee, yeah, right? Like yeah. you wake up and you go pee. Yeah. It's not like it doesn't have to be such a thing. Mm, yeah. Um, you know what I yeah. mean? I and, mean, that's true, too. You po- you just pointed out something and uh, another thing yeah. that's really important, too, because Some people do feel like it's a luxury Mm -hmm. and self-care doesn't have to be a luxury. It needs to be a part of your lifestyle. Totally. And setting aside 10 minutes for yourself is not a luxury. It literally is a part of your well-being. It is. And a lot of people will say, "Okay, well, what am I supposed to do for 10 minutes? And it's like you can just feel your breath. You can go online and Google beginner meditation. You can find mm-hmm. a, so many wonderful podcasts. Tara Brock has a, gr- a lot of great work too. She lives in Bethesda, I think. But mm-hmm. but there's the sky's the limit. But you can just sit down and feel your breath. Mm-hmm. Thoughts come, thoughts go. You don't try and levitate off the floor right. or do anything. Great, right? Like it's as simple. And the breath is free. Yeah, the breath goes with you wherever you are. Yeah. You know, you yeah. you can you can make it easy it does we add so much drama to everything we're doing yeah and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you just sit there and Mm -hmm. like let even if the flood of thoughts come let them come Mm -hmm. you just breathe Mm -hmm. you're there you show up for yourself Mm -hmm. it's free that's wonderful so we're gonna wrap up but before we do i would love for you to lead us in a one minute meditation (gasps) oh my gosh would would you be willing to do that yes i'm so willing to do that i'm gonna set my watch okay for one minute let me see. Listeners out there, feel free to join in because we're definitely about to get down in the studio with some meditation. <laughs> so I'll let Joanna take it from here. Okay, awesome. Wherever you are, just settle. Whether you happen to be standing or seated, maybe you're laying down. 
feel what is underneath you and actually feel the support of it. Whatever structure it is, maybe it's a chair, maybe it's the sense of the floor beneath your bare feet. Feel the structures holding you up. And then let your awareness drop down. A little deeper down into the bottom of whatever building you happen to be in. Drop down beneath wherever you happen to be standing. Root down into the earth. This earth has layers and layers and layers of nourishment for you. You can land there. You can ground there. Settle anything that is weighing you down, frustrating you, causing you anxiety. Just let it sink down the body all the way down into the earth. It can take it. It can change it into something good. And as you make that contact and feel that support, let yourself start to be filled with that energy of nourishment. Layers and layers and layers conspiring to help you find more balance, find more grounding, and find more peace. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Please tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Oh my gosh. So I've been taking a social media detox. It's been so hard, but I'll be back next week. <laughs> um, Instagram is at wandering wellness, mm-hmm. all one word. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, business site is the same thing. So wanderingwellness.com and um, lots of ways to work with me and see what I'm up to and join the newsletter, all that good stuff. Wonder- wonderful, wonderful. Her, new- her <laughs> newsletter is great, by the way. So definitely sign up. Oh, well, thanks all. All right. Thank you for coming in. You're so welcome. This was really fun. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) Bye. Hey Girl is a member of the District Productive Network. Produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.